Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Hey, Mama. Mama. Welcome back to Hey Mama. Oh my goodness, it's been a hot minute. We've had a few months, (laughs) but we are back and ready to go. So today, our first episode back, we're chatting with Aston, a transformational relationship coach who's an expert at helping married couples with kids build a more loving, passionate and supportive relationship. So Aston and her husband Adam have a unique approach to relationships and share a new way to be in a relationship within their coaching programs and online events. So welcome Aston. Welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Beautiful women. I really am so grateful to be here and I'm really excited. So thank you so much. Mm, yeah we're really really glad to have you come on our first episode back for for the year actually yeah I guess it's for yeah like we're it feels like the year is already so far in but I guess it's mm, yes but, um, it does it does feel like that so, <laughs> so feel, much happening I'm honored that's amazing yeah well yeah. you want to just start by telling us a little bit about you and, and your journey and yeah yeah Anything? I'd love to um so I'm a mum, just like you guys. I'm a mum. I've been with my husband. We met in school. So we've been together 18 years now and um, married seven years. And it's been such a journey, um, just like <laughs> having kids, like such a spiritual awakening. I think that I think that's why I'm so passionate about relationships. I think they bring the most meaning and also the most challenges to our life. Um, And it's something that I'm really passionate about because it's where I get so much fulfillment and love and joy and all those things that we really want to feel alive in our life. And so I had most of all of that, like most couples that get together at a young age um, and we got married, that was beautiful. We did traveling. And then shortly after having kids, we notice a lot of changes in our relationship. And um, after our second child, um, we've got two kids under four. So after my daughter, it became impossible to avoid these cracks that were showing in our relationship and really the gap that was forming between me and my husband, Adam. And it was affecting every other area of our lives, like work, how we parented, how present we were, how happy we felt, how fulfilled we felt. It was affecting so much. And we'd done a lot of personal development, like individually. We love growing and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, but we had not done a lot together as a couple. Um, And then throw in a pandemic as well. So (laughs) two, two years ago is when we really started to have real struggles in our relationship where we were struggling to communicate, we were finding it hard to get on the same page. Um, The love light or the flame, as I like to call it, had really gone out. And it got to the point where I didn't know if I could keep going. And, And Adam didn't either, but he didn't know how to communicate it, which is very common for men. It's normally the women who go, I can't do this anymore. Um, And we were the same. So I basically came to Adam and said, look, if something doesn't change, 
I can't, we can't keep going. I love you, but I don't know how to be in love with you in this new dynamic with two kids and all these things going on. Um, and at first his reaction was very much like most men. He was like, is it that bad? Like, really? And I, that I was like, okay, wow. Am I crazy? Like, Mm. um, we're both in this relationship. You are finding it hard, aren't you? And then, you know, we started to take down the walls a bit. We started to have cacao ceremonies um, every night to to really sit together and, um, you know, communicate on that deep level to peel back the layers. And, and he admitted the truth um, to me as well, that he was really struggling in the relationship and, and didn't know how to move forward, but didn't want to admit that because in that there's this like feeling from society that we've failed like mm. no one talks about these challenges in their relationship um and we can't like you know we tried to reach out to friends and family and we were kind of met with the the same narrative of like you've got kids you've been married a while this is how it is just like hold on and in 20 years time you guys can reconnect and we just couldn't accept <laughs> that you know <laughs> yeah I was really at at the end. I was like, I can't wait another 20 years. Like this, there's so much stacked in between us right now. Um, and I wasn't just thinking of myself. I was thinking of our children and the effect it was having on them. And, you know, don't get me wrong, we were the best that we could. And I know all parents do, but deep down we knew we could be doing better if we had more skills and tools and, and a better understanding of each other. We realised we really did not have a better understanding of being in a relationship, what it actually means to be in a long-term relationship. We hadn't even defined what vision we wanted for our relationship. We were kind of just doing what everyone does, get married, travel, have kids, and then just get on the survival um, existing bus, basically. Um, Mm. And that's what we had fallen into. And so it was a really hard awakening, um, but it was the wake-up call we needed to really wake us up to what we needed to change in our own relationship. So we went on a huge journey over the next two years and we didn't know, like nobody knows, there's no guarantee. We didn't know that we were going to come out the other end stronger, but, you know, thank God, thank the universe we did. We put in all the work and, you know, our relationship where it is today, you know, I can now say, you know, I wouldn't wish that experience we had on anybody, but I can now see that it was worth it because there is just no way we could be where we are now without overcoming those challenges. Those challenges have really made our relationship what it is. So, so yeah, that's kind of how I got on this journey. I've um, always been into personal development and self-growth. It's something I'm really passionate about, but after our own really painful experience, we kind of both came out of it. And one day we're on the beach actually having a date and I just, it just dropped in. I said, turned to my husband, I said, I think we're meant to share this with like a lot of people. And he just looked at me like, really? I was like, yeah, I know it's really vulnerable and a lot, but it's my intuition has just dropped in. It's like, you know, this has been a powerful process for you guys. And there's people, there's couples that need this, you know, you're, um, this has a powerful purpose bigger than you, you need to share it. And we kind of made that commitment on the beach that day and, um, you know, with fear, but we did it afraid and then, we've ended up here and we're continuing to share it now. So yeah, that's kind of um, how we ended up on this journey. So yeah, it's been definitely a big journey, but whenever I share about that experience, so many couples say to me that 
you know, it's so relatable. We've, we've got a free ebook and I've had several women reach out and say, I can relate so much to your story of, you know, in the beginning, it's so beautiful. And, you know, I think as a society, we think it's the kid's fault. Like, oh, it's because you've got bad kids. Um, and we just kind of saw that as an excuse. You know, we we didn't, yes, it changes things. There's no denying that. It yeah, it's not dismissing that it will be no. different or it's yeah. harder. It's definitely. not dismissing that. Yeah. It is. It is 100% harder, like definitely, and it definitely changes things. But that's why we realised we needed a new way to be in a relationship. Like our whole life mm. had changed, but we weren't changing the way we were being in our relationship because, you know, you're not taught this stuff. Like there's no... Yeah. We don't get taught it at school. Like our parents just hand down what they know and that may or may not have worked. So um, that's what we realised. And we wanted to use our kids as a reason, like a reason to find another way in our relationship. And what we found was there was just some simple shifts and like a deeper understanding that we needed to develop of each other um, and to really come back home to us and the foundation of our lives, which is our relationship. And, you know, everything comes through that, like your kids, your work, your creation, like your creativity, your your friendships, everything comes through that foundation. And we realise, you know, no wonder everything else was suffering because we just, we weren't tending to our own garden. Um, and I, I know how couples fall into that trap because we did too you know life is so busy these days um and there's so much like expectations of what you know you need to be doing and so much stuff on the outside um but it's not fulfilling and that's what we found we were not fulfilled and you know we're we're only in our 30s we like looked at each other and we're like we're too young to be this unfulfilled in our lives and we've got too much to be grateful for too many blessings and um too much to look forward to to be feeling so really you know i i just felt frustrated and stressed a lot of the time and adam felt really depressed and like depleted like he wasn't enough um mm. so we just thought we've got to dive into this and um yeah and i'm excited to share more about it with you guys today because i think it's really important work for all of us in our relationships they mm. um they're really um, the most incredible journeys that we go on. And, um, yeah, I think they really deserve our, our time, attention and, and our deeper understanding. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, well, let's, let's get that's like I think what you shared there is super relatable and I think there'll be so many people that are like, yes, we're feeling the same way. Like maybe the women are feeling really frustrated. Maybe the women are feeling, uh, the men are feeling kind of low or they're just really struggling with the changes of after having kids or something. So, yeah, yeah let's talk about the kind of main issues or the main points that um, we need to, I guess, be aware of when yeah. – Trying to create a relationship that is actually fulfilling and it is and it is like gives us ecstasy and not just yes. boring and frustrating and like you're just living life for the sake of it, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. definitely. Yeah, let's get into that. Like what, you know, talking about the differences of men and women or whatever, whatever you want to start with. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely talk about the differences, but what came up for me when you were sharing that is exactly the the changes in our roles. 
um, which has, I think, affected our relationship. So women are doing so much these days, like mm. so much, like they're overwhelmed, they're tired, they're with the baby, they've got businesses, like they're trying to keep up with friends, um, you know, and like if you were anything like me, I kept like the old me would take responsibility, like emotional responsibility for the entire family. So it's like I had I was always trying to keep my family happy. They were always on my back, like I was dragging them up the mountain. And I hear this from so many women that all they really want is their family to be happy. And so many of them are taking that responsibility on fully in themselves. And I did it too. And and it's a pattern that's been kind of handed down like generationally from like before the wars or after the wars when, you know, men came home and they were shell-shocked, they had PTSD, they they had all these emotional problems that they didn't know how to deal with, so the women just stepped up and took on more. Um, and it served then, but it's not really serving our relationships and our society now, um, especially not when it comes to relationships. So when women are doing this, like I was literally like, it was like there was two men in our house. Like it was like I was... Um, trying to be the man of the house, like still trying to steal his man card um, because I was just taking responsibility for everything. And I thought that was the answer because my husband was feeling low, didn't have energy, like he felt lost. So I thought, you know, my to my mind, to my ego, that made logical sense that I just do more. But it didn't get me the answer I wanted. It equaled um, basically me feeling really resentful really resentful um, and just frustrated and, and stressed that, like, you know, I'm doing so much, how how is he still not meeting me in this? So I had to learn how to get back in my lane of my feminine essence and learn more about the power of polarity in, in our relationship. So I was kind of waiting for him to step up and get into his masculine energy and, you know, I wasn't really waiting patiently, if I'm honest. I was like most strong independent women I was like you know step up be masculine like come on um and not meaning to you know punish him but I was just really needing to be held especially after having babies like you know when you become a mom it's such a massive initiation everyone wants to hold the baby but you know there's a mum in there that needs to be held through that process as well um and not all men does that switch go off where they're ready to hold their woman through that process? And and Adam, unfortunately, that was our our situation. He wasn't really ready to step into that role. Not that I think anyone's really ready because it's a massive um, initiation, but he really was not um, able to be there for me emotionally the way I needed. Um, and a lot, to, a lot of the reason why was because we were not in our natural essence. So I was living from my masculine and he by default because you need um, the opposite and his energies in your relationship he was living in his math uh, in his feminine so we had depolarization happening in our relationship and it meant there wasn't much attraction there wasn't much intimacy there wasn't a deep connection because there wasn't the natural um, opposite in energies and we weren't being true to our core essence so the more I learn about coming back into my feminine staying in my body you know, really allowing myself to share vulnerably from my heart the truth of how I was feeling with my husband, you know, and connecting on that deeper level, that really helped to take down some of the walls and 
he naturally started to step up more in his masculine energy. It was uncomfortable for both of us, as it is any change, because we had become quite codependent in our relationship the other way. Um, but when we started to move more into our natural essences, it just it's like the flame just, re just reignited. And, you know, it gave him the freedom that he needed to just be who he was. He found more energy um, being in his masculine energy more of the time. And I found more energy. I stopped thinking I needed to do more and I started to be more in my body. And then I noticed a difference. I noticed that I was a more loving wife. I was able to give my husband more attention and praise and appreciate him more, which, you know, men really need. Um, so do humans, but, um, you know, women also love just feeling safe and, you know, having um, quality time together. So we were able to then meet each other's emotional needs in the relationship, you know, in a much easier way when we, we were in our natural essence of masculine and feminine. And um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I see in a lot of relationships is because of the way the world is now, you know, men and women are both working, they've got kids and managing a lot. We do have to do this dance between the masculine and feminine energy. Um, but unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot of women living solely from their masculine and a lot of men living solely from their feminine. And in a relationship, that creates a lot of problems with the connection, the attraction and the intimacy. Um, and so that was probably the first place where we noticed the biggest difference when we really brought that into our relationship. And, um, yeah, it was beautiful to really feel more in my body and, you know, that that connection again that we had when we first met. I now understand why when we first meet there's so much electricity and spark and it's because we, we're in our natural energies and they're opposite energies. So there's that um, that energy that's created between us because of the opposite energies. So, yeah, it's really powerful. And I think it's really important um, in our relationships to, to not lose that even when we have children. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel as though that that's been a very huge part of my story yeah um, my relationship story for sure I think that before we got into a relationship we we're both quite independent but together and then having children I really had to rely on him a lot more while mm. I was being mom while I was yeah. doing that role that I loved so deeply yeah. and in the beginning I was really in the bubble and it was all about that and our relationship really thrived because yeah. I was just happy in that yeah. essence and then it started to change where I felt like I wasn't being cared for as as much where I felt like not as safe yes. I felt a bit resentful I yeah. felt like I was a bit trapped I felt like yes um I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do and be who I was but he could yeah. <laughs> his life didn't change and yeah. so I found that I was getting very like frustrated and like angry and very much like rah 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 like you're yeah. blah, blah 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 very masculine like unhealthy expression of that or an unhealthy expression of the feminine what I'm not sure but um yeah. that was totally yeah me too. I can fully relate and most of the women I talk to and to just set your soul free you like you said you did that because you didn't feel safe so yeah. some women are like 
oh, I'm just too masculine and like beat themselves up. And, you know, I've, I've had a woman say to me before, I just need a more masculine man than me. And I just laughed. Like, <laughs> or just, that's not true. Like the reason why you're going into your masculine is you don't feel safe. So, yeah. you know, how fast can you bring back that safety in your body yeah. so that you feel safe to open? And that's what I had to do. Yeah. Like I was waiting for my husband to step up in his masculine for me to feel safe in my feminine. And I realized it wasn't going to happen. I was waiting forever. And in that yeah. mean, meantime, I was getting so angry, so frustrated. Like <laughs> I'm not the most patient person in the world. And it was really... Um, you know, it started off as irritation and then it moved to resentment. And and this is what I saw when I looked back in hindsight. It just starts as those little irritations and then it builds up. And and that is how we ended up thinking we needed a divorce. We didn't just wake up one morning yeah. and think, oh, it's just too hard. It started at that little irritation, that annoyance, and then that resentment, and then it turned into rejection and then repression. And then, then we thought we needed to give up. So I realized in that moment, you know, after the work we'd done that I couldn't wait for him. I needed to do this mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it was like, how can I find that safety in my body regardless of what he's doing? And for me, in the end, I had to have a really truthful conversation with myself that I wasn't even feeling safe in my masculine. Yes, I was doing it to try and protect myself. But when I got, when I really sunk into my heart, breathed into my heart and asked myself, why do I go into my masculine? The truth that came through was you're scared. You're yep. feeling unsafe. You, yep. you know? yes. So I was like, okay, so the answer isn't for me to stay in my masculine then because I'm already feeling unsafe. For sure. So, and I feel like it's that control, like we're trying to like is. have the control so that we feel safe. And if we are in yeah. control, then we're safe, right? And yeah. the feminine is just so much about that surrender, you know, we experience is. that during, you know, a lot of us during our birth. And yes, if we can get ourselves back, to, you know, like, and that's like our initiation into it this, is. right? Like that and, whole surrender and softness. And what I love to say around surrender is I love the word surrender, like surrender. It's so beautiful as if you just fall into it and I'm like but you don't it is not a mm. rainbow it's, it's <laughs> yeah it can coded. feel deeply uncomfortable oh, oh my god yes. that's a really good point to bring up actually yeah. I really like to remind women of that because it sounds like a beautiful peaceful like resort or something you're going to and I'm like, <laughs> just just lean back yes just yeah. lean back just yeah and I'm like, like it's not that yeah, it's not that. It's going to be really hard, but really worth it. And, you know, what I realized in the control is I was just strangling the energy. Like, mm. nothing could grow. It was like, you know, squeezing a plant or something, you know. Um, <clears throat> there was no life. Yeah. Literally no life when I was doing that. And, and I felt like I had no life. Like, I felt very alone in that. I hear that so much from women that when they're in their masculine, they just feel so alone. You know, they, they can't allow support in. And I was no different. When I was in my masculine, I was independent. I could do it all by myself. You know, I didn't need a man. Um, and it's not about needing it. It's about wanting it and deserving it and knowing that it's, it's healthy to receive help in. It's, you know, it's loving to receive. I mean, the feminine, her anatomy is literally built to receive. Um, and so many of us are denying that because we think it's a weakness to allow that support in. And I, this was a problem in our relationship. Like I realized he, my husband couldn't step up because 
I wasn't allowing him. Mm. Like I was doing everything and I wanted it done my way, you know, the right way. And um, it took me really, you know, unpacking and unraveling all of that to see it and just to see how subtly, but like how in a huge way it was affecting our relationship. And when I just started to take it all back and, you know, came back in my body, it just, it's so rewarding that surrender is hard but it is so rewarding and I had so much more trust and faith when I came back to that when I was in my masculine Mm. I really I, I wasn't trusting that's the truth I didn't trust that he would step up I didn't trust that everything would be okay um and that is really at, at the core, that's what was stopping my husband from growing with me is that I didn't trust that he would grow with me. And, yeah. you know, so he was, and he felt that when we had a really um, one cacao ceremony, we got really deep into it. And, you know, I just, it was really uncomfortable, but I said, I don't trust that you're going to grow with me. And mm. he said, I don't trust that I'm ever going to be enough for you. And it was like, oh. Whoa, like massive bumps, huge tears, like, like, but neither of us felt hurt in that. We just felt like free. And because that truth had come out, we were like, okay, you know, the energy had moved and we knew what we needed to do to move forward then. We'd just let, you know, we'd let it out, we'd surrendered to that, and then it could start to shift. But it really is an inside out job with relationships I think it is with everything but with relationships they just magnify everything so you know we tried for years to just go on more days or you know spend like put more things in our calendar where we had to do it together or whatever but it just didn't work because we would go on the date and I'd be like you're not doing this why aren't you doing this you know like I would spend the date complaining um, because we hadn't done the work from the inside. Now when we date, like, it's just like, I want to know what's on your heart. Like, what what are your dreams? Like, what are your goals? What are you working on? What are you excited about? What's hard at the moment? Like, it's back to the conversations when we first met. Mm. Which, yeah. You know Yeah, I mean? that's cool. Like, yeah. that's insane. And yeah. that can happen and it can keep happening when you go inside first and that's one of the foundations we've learned of having a a strong relationship that continues to grow is you have to want to seek to understand them on a deeper level like men and women are biologically different we are not the same we're not meant to be the same um and we've gone a little bit far with that in the world i think um you know we're equal on a soul level yes Um, but we are completely different in all the other ways, in the way we think, in the way we process things. Um, You know, women just tend to feel a lot more intuitively than men. So when we started to understand these differences a bit more, we stopped arguing about them because it's amazing how many of us are arguing about the differences in men and like that he doesn't do it this way or quickly enough or you know we create another meaning which isn't actually true but you know because we feel that way we create that story um and we were doing a lot of that so we needed to have a deeper understanding of what it is to be a man and a woman and and even though we'd been together for such a long time i had to build curiosity again i had to be like curious about what's going on in him stop like 
expecting Aston, stop assuming, like, just because you've known him this long, we all change and grow. We're not the same person we were a year ago. Um, and just because you're in an intimate relationship with someone doesn't mean you know that. I know plenty of couples that live together, but they're like roommates. You know, they live very separate lives. So they don't know the ins and outs of each other's lives. And that's one of the foundations is that you're really interested in learning more about your partner. I mean, that's what got you together in the first place. You mm. were interested in the other person. You wanted to know them deeply and they wanted to know you deeply. So keeping that alive has been a game changer for our, our relationship. And when we share that with other couples, they notice a difference as well that, wow, I just assumed you still thought that way that you thought like five years ago. And it sounds yeah. easy when you say it out loud. Like, of course they don't. Like so yes. much changed in five years. But when you get in a relationship, unfortunately, we and then you add kids and work and all those things, we, we fall into that autopilot. Um, yeah. And then those expectations creep in and the pressure mm. and, you know, and that just like eats away at the passion and the connection. So, um, yeah, understanding those oh, differences, sure. you know, wanting to seek to understand them on a deeper level and, you know, in my masculine, I've struggled to do that because it, you know, I just was like, well, what am I getting? Like, you know, um, but when I got more into my feminine, I was like, wow, like I'm really curious to see his perspective on this. And it helped me to really fully believe that two perspectives is always better than one. And this is the power you have in a relationship when you've got one partner in their feminine and one in the masculine, you're actually having a broader perspective and you're, you're covering all aspects when you consider both of your perspectives towards whatever that decision is or whatever action or anything that you're going to do. When you consider both, you're going to get like an answer that's way more um, holistic and, you know, covers everything. And it really has improved the way we make decisions and decide things as a couple as well and, and just made it easier because I'm actually open to his perspective. Um, I'm not trying to be right all the time, which is really what I was doing in my masculine. And every time I did that, I lost love. Mm, so, yeah, I mean, oh, I feel like I have so much to say and share. And yeah, you're saying same. so many, yeah, but you're saying so many things that are just so on point. And I know that, you know, for a lot of people, the relationship just doesn't become a priority after a yeah. while. And, oh, it can just go in like ebbs and flows of it being a priority and not being a yeah. priority. And yeah. I think that, you know, that certainly happened for me and it wasn't a priority. And I said to, you know, my husband one day, I was like, you know, would you want like our son to have our relationship? Mm. And he was sort of like, oh, well, yeah, yeah but oh, like we need to be like more loving to each other, like more yeah. intimate, like not just, you know, having that deep, deep, deep connection where we, we truly, you know, have like this love that just, shows that shows and we do deserve that in relationships I remember you said that we do deserve deserve it yes and like we so do I can so relate you're not alone like (laughs) exactly the process we went through 
Um, and that is the, the point. We realised we were not making it a priority. Like mm. it stopped working because we weren't working on the relationship. Like yeah. it's just crazy. Like anything in life, like your job, your kids, anything requires work for it to actually do well, you know, to even at minimum survive. Um, yeah. But if you really want it to thrive, it does take more of a deeper understanding and, you know, I'm not going to lie, it does take time, but it is so rewarding. I feel like I have more energy now. My husband has more energy. We're more compassionate, not just for ourselves, but for other people. Um, And we can be more present with our kids. And it is so much easier with parenting struggles to get on the same page now. Um, whereas before it was like, we were both trying to be right. And, you know, we were like, like arguing about the way we wanted to parent. And it was, and not always supporting each other in that as well, because we didn't feel supported in the relationship. So filtering into how we showed up to the kids. And we had the exact same epiphany that you just said. I literally turned to my husband one day and said, would you want Willow, our daughter to be married to someone like you? And he just mm. got tears in his eyes. He said, that is the hardest question to answer. But honestly, right now, the answer is no. And, mm. you know, and then I said, would you want our son to be the man you are right now? And he was like, oh, again, like that's just like a knot in my stomach. And But the answer is no. And I said, well, I feel the same. I feel like we're doing the best we can. But if that's our answer then we need to be doing more and not more as in you've got to do or a million more things. It actually means less of all those other stuff and more about getting your priority system right. So we, our priority system had become like most couples that I meet, it had turned into my focus was the kids, like a hundred percent. And there, like you said, there is seasons in this. When you first had a baby, Mm. all of that, that they're that's off obviously a period where they need you a lot um and that's normal but when you've got the other foundational pieces you know how to meet in between that so that you're because what happens a lot of the time is the men feel like oh you've got the baby now no one cares about me i hear from men all the time um they say things like I'm, I'm trying to do everything that she wants. I'm treating her the way I'd want to be treated. I'm like, well, that's a mistake because she doesn't want to be treated like you. Um, men and women <laughs> want different things. Um, and they're like, oh, okay. And then they also say that they feel like nothing they ever do is good enough. She's never happy. Um, and it's it's like I'm trying to meet all the needs of the family and the kids, but it's still not enough. She's not happy. And it breaks yeah. my heart because I was in that position and I was hearing that statement from my husband all the time and didn't know how to respond to it. Um, but when I further got into like all this work, I realized, well, our priority system was not supporting a thriving relationship. So my number one was the kids all the time. Adam's number one was work. We both logically had, you know, decided that obviously we need money to provide for the family and he wants to look after the family. So that's his focus. I was like, well, you know, the kids are young. They, you know, definitely before five, the time they have with their parents is just so important. Like I need to be fully with the kids. That's where my attention needs to go. That's my priority. And then everything else just kind of fell after it. So then, you know, friends, family were next, um, and work and then last was me and my husband and then our relationship 
So mm. when I looked at that priority system, I was like, well, no wonder we're struggling to find time to be together, to have quality time, to talk, to connect, to feel like we're on the same page. We're not even, we're, we're at the bottom of our list in our life. And that was a big wake-up call for us when we had to like write it down and physically see it in front of us. Um, and both of us were very similar and we were at the bottom or not even on the list. And, you know, my husband was feeling very much like, and I hear this from men as well, that he was he had no time for himself, nothing to, no time to do what um, helped him to kind of empty because men really need to empty so that they can be present and women need to fill up so that they can nurture. And Ooh. I, yeah, it's when I it, I was like, oh my God. Like, it wow. To, yeah, it spoke to my soul. And it's really that dance of the masculine and the feminine. And I was not feeling Oh my God, up. yeah, the feminine receiving. Yes, 100%. Yeah, like yes. being receptive, filling yes. up. Filling oh, up cool. so that you actually have something to give. I mean, so many women mm. are like me and we've been raised as like good girls, people pleasers. So it's out, out, mm. out. Like, um, you know, I'll help you. I'll serve you. Then you'll give me love. Um, mm. But it doesn't work yeah. like that full you have nothing to give so we had to rearrange our priority system so we actually changed it so I was first on mine and he was first on his and again I'm not going to lie the first time we did that it was so uncomfortable I just realized how depleted I was it was so hard for me to make decisions to fill myself up um, the first decision I made, which sounds so simple, but it's what would help me start the process is sun's out, I'm out. So that was my mantra. And if the sun was out, I had to go and sit outside no matter what I was doing and stop the thing that I was doing so that I had five, 10 minutes in the sun and the intention was to fill up. And slowly but surely, I started to build on that and found more moments where I could fill up. Adams um, put himself first as well, and his was to empty. So he slowly found ways that he could empty. Going for walks, he started playing the didgeridoo, um, doing breath work. Um, we both started to read more, just like 10 minutes at night. That's all we did, 10 minutes, just read. I, re I ended up reading like seven books in a year because I did 10 minutes at night. But before we looked at this priority system, I was just like, I don't have time. There's, I don't have time. I've got two kids. I don't have any family support. Like I had every excuse that every woman I speak to has. And what I realized was I had those excuses because I was at the bottom of my priority list. When I put myself mm -hmm. first, it's, it's that saying of like, wherever your attention goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. So when I was first and Adam was first, we found the time you know, time opened up to, for me to fill up and for him to empty. And then second, what became our relationship. And, you know, that, so we started meeting every night in cacao ceremonies. We did coffee dates when the kids were at school or daycare or with friends. Um, we started even just having like movie nights together at home. You know, we stopped making it so hard for us to spend time together and just found those moments where we could have quality time together. And a key with that was there was a rule that it was not a time to bring up arguments, disagreements, stuff about the house, talk about the bills. We didn't use that time for that at all. We created other times within our day to just check in with all those other things. Um, so that we could just be really present with each other and give each other that attention in those moments of quality time. And those moments would fill 
us up. Slowly but surely, we started smiling at each other again. Like, mm. what a concept. Like, before that, I would look mm. at him, my eyes were just filled with stress every time. <laughs> and his eyes were filled with, like, oh, what's she going to say now? Like, you know, is she okay? Like, yeah. Um, that's what was happening. But once we, you know, made us a priority, then we made time for that quality time, you know, we, and still now we'll say, oh, I just, I loved that walk on the beach with you. Like, you know, and once you've had kids, it's even simpler and what you need to have such mm-hmm. a big impact. Like a walk on the yeah. beach with no children around you is just like, oh my God, I'm in paradise. Like I'm on holiday. <laughs> even if it was like 20 minutes, you're like, I can hear the waves crashing. This is so mm. Um, so yeah, once we changed our priority system, it just became so much easier to spend that time together. And, and then when we moved work to third, that was huge because we, you know, and that was scary and hard because we're brought up where it's like, if you're not achieving, you're not successful, you're not productive, then you're not worthy of love. And, you know, we, that's, we felt that too, but we realized when we put work third, we had more energy for it. We were more productive. We were more creative. We made better decisions. Um, everything, like when it was in that order, it just kind of stacked in a positive way, whereas our other priority system stacked in a negative way. It just kind of had a domino effect of not getting what we wanted. And then after work um, is uh, friends and family, and then last is is the world. So it just put creating that system like that. And hopefully you, you know, if you're listening, like write it down because just that, just changing the priority system alone, one identified why me and my husband were not on the same page so much of the time, because we had completely different priorities that we didn't know until we did that um, exercise. Um, And then two, it made it so much easier for us to redefine how we wanted our relationship to look and, the vision that we wanted for our relationship and just made it easier to make that time and space for us, for ourselves and for us. And our, it's had a ripple effect in our family. Like mm. our kids are so much happier. Um, they like, they say all the time, like, oh, mum and dad are kissing or they're being loved or like <laughs> they're four and two. And my son is always like, are you married to each other? Are you going to get married again? And <laughs> My son asked me last night, he's like, why weren't we at the wedding, mum? I said, well, you weren't born. And he's like, I want to see the wedding. So we watched our wedding as a family. And that's because the kids are seeing us, you know, interact with so much love and attention and affection and it's stirring up those conversations naturally. Mm. So um, that's, I think, been the most, like it's been incredible for us to receive it as a couple, but watching the impact on our on our son and our daughter and also being able to teach our son that, you know, how to communicate to our daughter because they're now getting four and two. They're getting to those ages where he sometimes, you know, his testosterone's there and he's getting a bit frustrated that she's not wanting to play rough. And um, I can now explain to him that, well, she's, she's a girl. She's got feminine energy and this feminine energy is like this. And, and he, he's actually really listening and taking it in and, and he's really curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's incredible, not just for us, but you know, to what, to be able to pass that down to our kids, because, you know, most of us did not get any of that kind of training or understanding or, or help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we didn't either. And it does make it really hard when you get into an intimate relationship. And 
you know, it, it tends to not show I've, in my experience, until you've had kids. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And one thing that I just wanted to add, like, before we wrap up is, you know, with that priority system, like, especially like talking to the audience that we have here, like, not having your kids first can feel quite confronting and you can feel a little bit of resistance for sure because you feel like you put so much into them. And I know personally for me, like, like attachment parenting and breaking this parenting cycle and actually allowing them to um, not have to heal the same wounds that have been traveling through our lineage for God knows how many years is so important. So there's, I think it's so important to say that you can still have that attachment parenting style, but also put your relationship as a priority, you know, like 100%. you just have to commit to it and you have to yeah. be creative in the ways yeah. that you go about it. You know, it doesn't mean that you then have to like send your kid to daycare five days a week because you need no. to spend time in your relationship. It doesn't no. mean I'm in another bedroom at night. No. You don't no. feel comfortable 100% with that. 100% no. And like within that priority system, I'm so glad you mentioned that because we like my son still ends up in our bed sometimes but before we did this um I actually felt resentful to my husband every time he left I was like you know I was like I know we've made this decision as a couple that you know we like you said we want to break these generational traumas and like we want to be close to our kids but it does take the toll on the woman especially if she is the oh you know because it's normally the mum that they want and that was the same for us and we got into a pattern where my husband was just kind of leaving and I logically understood but in my body I was storing all this like anger and frustration and like and it it, it came back to me not feeling safe not feeling understood feeling really alone and not feeling seen in what I was happening to hold and do. So um, like for that example, what we had to do is actually meet the emotional needs underneath. But Mm. I didn't do that until I put me first and I met my own emotional needs and then I put my husband second and then we could have a conversation where he held me letting me know like these are my emotional needs and when you leave this is what happens I know it makes logical sense but it doesn't matter in my heart and body like feelings don't make logical sense and relationships aren't built on logic they're built on emotion and feeling so you know we have to be able to meet those emotional needs so when I could communicate that to him he could then feel that with me and then sometimes he then would actually stay in the room or stay for that bit longer or hold yeah. my hand or yes there's so many ways around it whereas before he was just walking out the room and like oh well we made this decision and just going yeah and I was like well yeah I get that but I, this is how I feel um and then I I was way more loving then to meet my kids emotional needs because I'd met my own I'd met oh, my yeah. husband you know my husband had met mine and then I could more lovingly lay there with them because I didn't feel like I was missing out on something. And this is what happens a bit. Like we think it has to be a trade-off or a sacrifice. It doesn't. When you're meeting the emotional needs of yourself first and then your partner then and your kids, like it's kind of, I say it's in an order, but really as soon as you meet yours and your partners, you're just able to meet everybody else's. It just kind of Mm -hmm. flows on um, because you're not feeling like, neglected or abused or like you're missing out and um so I think that's that's what's so important and you know 
again, like we had, we are so like, we spend a lot of time as a family, like so much time as a family, but it's also about, is that time quality time, you know, devices get in the way a lot in our relationships and me and my husband sometimes were just like talking to each other and then one of us was like flicking on the phone because we didn't have our priority system right so now that it's like me first and him we can we're in a conversation and if if he interrupts me and I'm on my phone my phone just naturally goes down because my focus is me and him um And the same with my kids. If they come up to me, it's so much easier now for me to just put that down because for me, like, the phone is kind of in the box of either work or the world. Um, So it's towards the end of my priority system. So it just made it easier to actually make more of those conscious decisions from a place of, no, this is where my focus is and, and it feels really good and I don't have to miss out or neglect myself in making this decision because I've filled up myself. My relationship is solid. We're on the same page and then I'm able to meet my child's needs as well. So, yeah, really important that you brought that up. It, it, it definitely shouldn't feel like a trade-off. Love yeah. is not meant to feel like that. And if it does, to me, you're focused too much on the logic and it's in the mind. Like when you really sink into the body and the heart, which is the feminine is so good at, you know, it doesn't need to make logical sense. She'll feel it. She'll intuitively know I need to fill up or I need to, you know, give my husband some some presence. Um, and then I'm able to be, you know, more of a fun, loving mum for my kids. Like I'm way more playful and fun now with my kids than I ever was when I was trying to run my relationship from the masculine and from my mind, you know, because yeah. I was doing all those things on the outside, like cleaning up for them, you know, I doing the dishes, doing all the stuff, like doing all the stuff for them. And I realized I don't want to be remembered as just their mum who did everything for them. Yeah. You know, that, and that's still amazing. Like that's huge. Like that's not a small thing. It's insane the amount of implementing mothers do. Like it's crazy. Before I became a mum, I was like, what do they do all day? And I become a mum and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah five days in one like it's a you know and then the mothers that then have to go to work like it's a battle for them just to get to work like what they've had to overcome in the morning before they even get to work is massive um but I found that when I applied this priority system and just a deeper understanding of my partner and my husband and getting back into my feminine it just became easier to do what I needed to do as a mum and to be remembered the way I wanted to be remembered as a mum, which was present, fun, playful. I wanted my kids to say I was calm. And, you know, I know I wasn't like that before when I didn't, when I wasn't clear about what I needed and my emotional needs in the relationship and also my partners. So they now say like, oh, mum, my son, he's four, he'll say, mum, I'm going to blax outside like you. Um, And I love that. Like it Mm. so, it makes me feel like I'm winning as a mum, you know. Like, yes, he sees me do the lunches and cook dinner, but he also sees me blax and that's the way he says it. Um, And um, (laughs) I love that because I'm also teaching him how to love himself through the way I love myself. Um, and how to love another human being through the way I love his dad. So it's like we 
we can teach them through so many different ways. And I think modeling our relationship to them is one incredible way to break those generational patterns um, in just the way we be and the way we treat each other in the relationship. So that's one way that has helped me break through that resistance because I know it's there and it was for us as well. So um, it's very normal part of, you know, changing your priority system. So Mm. I think that helps. Oh, thank you. Oh, I loved chatting to you today. I said, oh, I loved it too. Over because I'm it so just, sorry. No, it's fault. just we wanted. To, I could keep talking. Actually, <laughs> yes, okay. so I like, actually, I want to talk about this and this and this, but we will stop because we will stop. You know. yeah. <laughs> the um, three of us will just have to catch up again. Just to, yes, just to yeah. talk <laughs> and just have a chat for hours yes, and hours. I would love that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's wrap up and, and end by just talking to us about what your offerings are and, and where we can find you, where everyone yeah, can find definitely. you. And, of course, we'll um we'll put all your details in our show notes and awesome. tag you on our social media so it'll be super easy for people to find you. But, yeah, go ahead. Amazing. And awesome. So um, the first place is probably our free ebook. That's the most popular. It's packed with value. It's not like a marketing thing. It's literally got a lot of what we've spoken about today um, in there um, and more. So that's probably the most valuable best place to start. So I've given um, the link for that. That'll be in the comments. Um, if you want to know more, you can even reach out to me um, on Facebook or Instagram, Aston Simmons. Um, I'm happy to answer questions. I get them all the time and I actually love getting um, posts and hearing your stories. So feel free to reach out. Um, we do have a, a container, a group um, that we do a program called Ignite and Unite. And that's where we work in small groups with couples and, and we teach deeply each of these teachings and more that we've talked about today. Um, so you can find out about that by um, booking in a free call with me. I'll, I'll give you guys the link and um, we can have a chat if you want to know more about it. Um, but I just really encourage you, whether you come and learn more from me or anybody, at least read a book, like do something if you're in a relationship to make your relationship a priority, give it some more attention and love because it is something that is so precious and it's so sacred. And I don't want you to have the regrets or end up where we did, you know, and we didn't think it would happen to us. I hear it from couples all the time, like, oh no, it wouldn't happen to us. And we said the same thing, but like I said, it starts out as like a bit of irritation and then you end up feeling like I don't even know you anymore and I don't know how to do this. So it really breaks my heart. I'm really passionate about it because I've been through it and I want to help you avoid making the mistakes we did. So at least read a book, find out more about masculine feminine energy. Um, just do what you can to really, really fill up your relationship because you deserve to, to be loved and to receive love, you know, to give and receive love. That's what we're here for. So yeah, I really hope that's helped. And yeah, thank you so much. Yay, thank you so much. Thank you, beautiful woman. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.